this is the FTTA anthem. And to this day, beginning in Taiwan. Actually, it is the FTTT anthem, and it continue until now, and it as it should be. Uh, I like to write hymns, but I cannot better this one in terms of the spirit of a full-timer, which, which we all should be full-timers um, in a general sense. But, of course, my speaking this morning is in a more specific sense. The full-timers sing this song. The full-timers and the, the trainees are very stirred up by this song. Uh, Monday nights, they have these revival meetings, and they are once again stirred to consecrate themselves. But let me tell you, that is a lower kind of consecration, a very necessary one at their stage. But this morning, I'm not speaking to... 23-year-olds or 24-year-olds, this morning I'm speaking to 30-somethings, 40-somethings, 50-somethings. We're at a different stage in life. We have a wife, we have kids, we have responsibilities. Um, We have a lot more affairs of life. Um, and therefore more anxiety. So, whilst it is easy to sing this song and be inspired, actually it becomes more difficult the older we get to free ourselves from those anxieties and entanglements um, to to serve the Lord and to serve the church. But that is the call. So this is a more difficult call. Um, Paul said this in Romans 12. He said, by God's mercies, I beseech you, I beg, I plead with you to present. But it doesn't end there. Uh, The next verse in Romans 12 he has this to say he said actually sorry it's in the same verse I exhort you brothers therefore brothers through the compassions of God of course that's the mercies the love of God to present your bodies consecrate yourself a living sacrifice I like the word Sacrifice Sacrifice means you give up something. You lose something. Sacrifice implies loss. If there's no loss, there's no killing of an animal, there is no sacrifice. There's, a, there's always some loss if there is to be a sacrifice. Holy, well-pleasing to God. Talk about pleasing God pleasing the one who enlists us. Paul's ambition to please the Lord. Now here's my point. Which is your reasonable service? Now, if you study this word, you'll find that this word in Greek means intelligent. 
It means something logical, something rational, and even something in harmony with the highest reason. In other words, brothers, this is beyond emotional. There's a time for emotional consecration. But this consecration is not just emotional. The emotional consecration is not dependable. You're up today, you're down tomorrow. You feel in love today, you fall out of love tomorrow. For a young person, it's understandable. For a young believer or a young saint, they just go like roller coaster. But the more we go on, brothers, that type of consecration is not sustainable. It cannot cause us to be Gideon's 300. This time, it must be reasonable. That means it's thought through. That means you're not driven just by feeling. You're driven by reason. You make an intelligent decision that no matter how your emotions fluctuate, that logic remains. That logic is what drives you. Brothers, today we need this kind of people. Brothers who are not here because it's a good day. Their wife smiled this morning. You, you, you serve that way, it's okay. If you're young, you're, that's okay. But if you're like that, brothers, you're not dependable. You cannot carry out things. There needs to be a loss. There needs to be a calculation. Isn't that, it says, before you go to war, war again, do your math. Be prepared. You know, when they go on D-Day to land in Normandy, they did the calculation already how many men will die. It's about, on the beach, 2% will die. It's very cold-hearted. It's, but the logistics in the army, they did all that already. How many of them, those paratroopers on the... And the gliders that come down, and etc., etc. Of course, there's always the fog of war. There's unknown, unseen in the battlefield. But they did the math. Brothers, when we consecrate ourselves to the Lord in this way, we do our math. It's going to cost me this. But I will, and I'm ready to, sacrifice. Because this cause or this interest of God is what I care for. I don't give a lip service when I say, seek first the kingdom of God. You know, oh, it's a good thought. You, you, you do your math. So you don't change on a bad day. The kingdom is still your priority. Right? The kingdom of God is still first. You may be met with disappointment. Your wife is second-guessing the whole thing. 
The thought occurs, you made a big bad mistake. But you go forward. Not just willpower, brothers. Although the will is involved very much here. Because you did the calculation already. You tell yourself, this is worth it. Paul did that. He said, I count all things lost. That's an accountant's speaking. Right? He, he, he had a loss column. He had a debit column. He had a gain column. And he knew the loss column. This is going to cost me everything. So he did that. He did the math. It will cost me everything. I was the top doc in Judaism. I, was, I have a future. I have a career. I did the math. Refuse. Trash. Compared to God's economy. So he did that. Then he did the credit column. He looked for the price of the high calling in Christ Jesus. The out-resurrection. That's an accountant doing his job for his own life. Of course, Paul does not have kids and, or a dog or whatever, mortgage or whatever. He just lived in a tent or something. He built tents. But the principle, brothers, is still the same. Which is your reasonable service? Brothers, reason this. This morning, I ask you to reason. You know, yesterday, was it, well, when did I, we brothers talk about, oh, no, it's two nights ago, right? Thursday night. I read that book to you, that book name, about meaning. And I quoted that philosopher, what is his name? Huh? Nietzsche about you know, about something of that similar vein of thought. And uh, the, the book is called The Power of Meaning, uh, Finding Fulfillment in a World Obsessed with Happiness. You know, today, talk about lifestyle. It's a happiness-seeking lifestyle. Everything is about happiness. I'll tell you, brothers, happiness is elusive. It's human to seek happiness. This country is founded on life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's human. But we're not just human here, brothers. We're in another realm called the divine and mystical realm. If this realm is real, if the word of God is real, if there's a real God there, if there's something called the purpose of God there, there's another realm that we belong to. And in this realm, 
happiness is defined differently. It's not your human joy and fulfillment, good wife, good kids, good house, good future, good career, good everything. In this realm, you can have all those and you still be not happy. Actually, in the human realm, when you have all those things, you are still not happy. Elon Musk, your neighbor, Fremont neighbor. Oh my, his happiness is not just to build these electric cars, but his happiness are the rockets, you know? His happiness is out the rockets. Right. Well, I mean, Bezos is the same. Rockets to get to the Mars, to populate um, the, the, the galaxy, whatever it is, with human beings, because this earth is going to blow up. It's in, uninhabitable because of... climate change and you know he's 40 years old 42 3 I look at him he's an old man you know no one can keep up that kind of a schedule to go to the moon and mars and build electric cars <laughs> can live long He's killing himself. Sorry. This free country, I can talk this way. <laughs> I'm not cursing him. I'm, not, I'm talking to you. Yeah. Happiness? So, no, I'm not Elon Musk. I'm not Jeff Bezos. I'm just a good old Google guy. Just give me that six-figure. Those medical benefits. I'll be Okay. Happy, the dog, you know, the whole thing. That happiness? You really happy? I heard the average pay in Facebook is six figures. Some more, some less. But average is six figures. I could not believe average employee. I'm not talking about those places they outsource. I'm talking about really working under uh, Alphabet. You know what I'm talking about. Boys, I mean, talk about, um, you know, the poverty rate in this country has continued to drop, despite what some politicians tell you. People should be happy, you know? Happy. I mean, we are living in a society in the, on the earth that has never have so much, such high standard of living and convenience and, and money and wealth, generally speaking. Again, despite what some politicians tell you, you look at the chart. Even 200 years ago, this is undreamed, cannot be Uh, Jim, I may have to take the whole time. Sure. Amen. So maybe, maybe. Because I like to let the brother say something to strengthen the word, but I, I need all the time. 
and not just this time. I am on a tear. And I'm not going to just speak it here. I'm going to speak this throughout this country. I'm going to talk and talk until the millennials are touched. I'm determined. I learned from my mentor, Mr. Lee. I am rising up to do battle with the present lifestyle. So, where where am I? Huh? Oh, happiness. Brothers, the philosopher's word is about meaning and happiness. There's no real happiness without meaning. There's no fulfillment without meaning. In the end, this is what everybody is searching for. You know, even these Green New Deal, New Green Deal, you know, you know what I'm talking about, these things? Now, I'm not anti-socialist. I'm not capitalist. I'm not on any political spectrum. We're just not there. So I'm not for anti-liberal, pro-conservative. I'm just from another realm. Am I right? We're from another realm. So I'm just looking at things from that realm, from the perspective, the divine and mystical realm. There's nothing new under the sun, brothers. You know, Green New Deal? That's an ancient deal. But you know what? Most of the people who go, go gaga over that have not even read what that deal talks about. They're just following that sound. It sounds good. Green New Deal. You know, this country will be carbon neutral. This country... You don't need to work and you get money. This country... The rich will be poor and the poor will be rich, you know? My, that's utopian. Who who doesn't want utopia? Who doesn't want Shangri-La, right? Right? Nothing new. People are looking for happiness. They think when they get Green New Deal, you're happy. I can tell you, even if it's successful, after $100 trillion, you're still not happy. The meaning is not there. Save the world, hug the tree. Get rid of the green, 
the 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 the, the gases, huh? Greenhouse gases. Go to Mars. That's meaning. We're going to save the planet. We're going to save humanity. Noble thought. Brothers, what is meaning? What is real happiness? Christ is the meaning of human life. And the church is the meaning of Christ. So only Christ and the church in God's eyes and in God's economy is the real meaning, is what render meaning to anything and everything. Angels, creatures, you, me. So you know, you get that paycheck or that raise, you still are unhappy. I mean, well, you go and celebrate that night and fake happiness. In the morning you get up It's still a hole there. Oh, if I can just do this startup and... Oh, my goodness. And and go IPO and get my millions. Well, you can do that. Build your house in wine country. And by the way, wine country is flooding right now. Really? Really? Augustine. What is his famous word? What is saying something about until I the soul would find rest in you, referring to God. Right? Well, what is that quote? Can you find Daniel? Augustine, St. Augustine. It's restless, something about something, something. I tell you, brothers, but yet today what we know is not just God or even God in Christ. Today, we have touched something. It's called, what make God happy? God's purpose. God's heart's desire. God's interest. Let me tell you, until you live for that, until you are in that, you are still not happy. Even you can be in the church life, my brothers, you can still be unhappy. If you're not living for that every day. And the more you are poured out living for that, while there may be a human loss, while there's some soulish suffering, 
You're one happy man. There are people who made their buck and they gave it up and they go to Africa, they go wherever to, 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 to save mankind. That gives them a certain fulfillment. I agree with that. But even that only goes so far. Brothers, I would like to tell you today, I just, a little, just a little bit. My burden, brothers, today they talk about impact, everything is impact, right? My burden is the recovery with the, with the ministry today will really deliver impact in the present society. Amen. I'm not talking about tons of people coming into the church life necessarily. I'm talking about this message that we have. This meaning that we have. I want to use technological means, package in a way that is right for this millennial generation and put it in front of them. The world is waiting for this gospel. This is the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of God's eternal economy. Nothing will satisfy man but this. And today's the millennials are seeking, seeking for this. Unknowingly. Brothers, if there's a time we need manpower to do this, it's now. We need brothers. Rise up for God's need to fight this battle, to preach this gospel, to deliver this message. Silicon Valley want to change the world. And in a way, they, they're doing that with a lot of ill side effects. Brothers, do you know our message is what this world needs at this hour? The message, the gospel of economy of God. We have not even scratched the surface. We have the goods. Every man needs to hear this. To find meaning. Now's the time. This is a call not about Chinese-speaking work. Like 30-some years ago. It's not that. This is greater than that. This is universal. Especially we're here in this country, our country. We're short of hands. God is short of soldiers. And today we're here to build up 
genuine lampstands, the Lord's testimony in this city and that. We have a burden especially to gain the younger generation for the future of the Lord's move, the Lord's testimony. The whole world today, because of technology, have the ability to come in contact with this message. Here we are. Are we in the church life just to be happy we're here? Just to celebrate we made it? We may be okay, but God is still looking for Gideons. So, I'd like to ask you, brothers, what's your meaning? You can ask your wife, dear, what's our meaning? What's the meaning of having our children? What's the meaning of having this job, this good-paying job? What's the meaning of living in the Bay Area? There's got to be a meaning. I like to tell our brothers and sisters, millennials, don't pursue happiness like the worldlings do. You're pursuing the wrong thing. It will always elude you. And it will always leave you disappointed and unfulfilled. But my, when you have almost nothing, but you are doing this for God's good pleasure, for the kingdom. God's, the Savior, God's heart desire is for all men to be saved and to come to the full knowledge of the truth. If you're fulfilling that desire, that happiness of God, I tell you, that's when you're happy. Amen. If this sounded like a call, it is a call. My burden is this, twofold in this regard. One, is that there would be small number of saints. What is small? I don't know. Relative. That would respond to God's calling to be numbered among the 300 in the churches, in the recovery, 
to fight this warfare on the church front, on the work front, you know. You, you know. To serve. I look to the Lord that he would raise up some that are not 24-year-old, newly minted FTTA going full-time. They don't even know what full-time means. I'm, to- I'm talking to ones who have been married, who have kids, who have needs, who have necessities. Seeing God's need and taking the step intelligently. Amen. Done the math. Did the calculation. And still say, I'm going this way. But I'm more ambitious than that. That's first part. And I look to the Lord that even in Northern California, this would begin. A response to this call would begin. But I'm more ambitious than that. I am burdened to see our next generation, the millennial and beyond, to have a cultural shift as it were. So that the norm among us, the mainstream among us, would be kingdom first. Kingdom first. Doesn't mean you drop your job, all of us. But kingdom first. The church life, and he has a story to tell, sorry, Jim, of brothers who had business, who worked, right? But my goodness, they are kingdom first. They're, they're more than full-timers. The, the, the way they live, the way they order their life, the way they prioritize things. They become what? Instagram or whatever call influencers. I want to change this culture in the Lord's recovery. Yeah. I'm going to do my part. We will not let the world's lifestyle, the, Lord, the world's way, just take us over. No, I'm not trying to go back to the 60s. That's history. I look to the Lord to do something more than the 60s. More than the 60s. We are 55 years closer to the Lord's coming than 1962 or 3. It's not looking back. It's looking forward. But yet the forward has a lot to do with the younger generation. 
I'm not going to just bemoan our state of affairs. I'm going to do something with the Lord's help. Because I know there's something in our brothers and sisters. The deep calls unto the deep. Humanly, that's the case. Spiritually, that is also the case. The quest for meaning. The search for fulfillment. Brothers, I'll tell you, there it is. I have the answer. Oh, we have the answer. You know, Paul, he said at the end of his life, I have run the race, I have finished the course, I fought the fight. Remember? The soldier, all the way to the end, I fought the fight. It's like a man dying in battle. The imagery, huh? He is about to take his last breath. He had nothing left. Even the last measure of his life, like those ones buried in Arlington, is about to be given up. He said, henceforth, there's a crown. waiting for me and not only just me but those who love his appearing now that's a man who has done his calculation and he had a very reasonable expectation it's called a crown He got nothing in this day, this age. But he will have God's happiness, which is his happiness, when the Lord will say to him, well done, good and faithful servant. That's him. Watchman knee. One smart man. He's the same age as all these revolutionaries when the Communist Party began in the China in the late nineteen tens and the early nineteen twenties. Simultaneous to the start of the recovery. That's when the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, started among young people on the campuses. I tell you, if he had not been called by the Lord, I tell you, watch many would be as it were 20 years of his 70 years spent in prison 
the last 20. Stripped to the bare bones with nothing, nothing. If anyone who has some reason to say, woe is me, I think it's him. And there he even gave his whole life to the Lord. And you left destitute like this. And eventually dying of his heart, likely his heart condition, which he had his whole life. Now here's a man who did this not because he was emotional. Brothers, I I hope this will cause you to reflect and consider things. I'm not looking for some jumping up and down. I'm looking for a lot of rumination and deep consideration of your life, of your meaning, of your real future. in light of God's pleasure, God's purpose, and God's economy. Now, I'd like to tell you, and as Brother Lee would testify to you, and you can find it in the books, how the Lord takes care of his own, particularly those who are sacrificed or consecrated in this way. That he will take care of us. I still remember in my case, when I started to go this way, a check came, you know. Did I tell you the story? A check came. And every month a check came hand signed by witness Lee it's a living stream ministry check in an envelope passed on to me witness Lee it's not a big sum it's an inadequate sum if I may say so And after a certain time, maybe a year or it stopped. The checks, no checks came. When the check came and when the check stopped, 
my faith was bolstered. Bolster. Strengthened. Sorry. It's not the check. My point is, the Lord took care. In all the years, the Lord more than took care of us. You know, brother, Ni had no children. Brother Lee had seven, right? Eight. Brother Lee had eight. And when he went to Taiwan, he had $300 in his pocket. U.S. That's a lot of money today after inflation and all that. But $300 with a wife and a maid and eight in tow to this Patmos of an island called Taiwan. He, he, he was, Brother Lee said, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? There's no future. Gospel, nothing. Brother Nee, when he left, gave him a bottle of medicine. I don't know what kind of medicine it is. Because Brother Nee did the pharmaceutical business, gave him a bottle of medicine, and gave him a little, uh, what do you call it, formula for that medicine. And say, witness, you take this and find some brothers who can help to make a business out of this. Use that formula, make that medicine, and sell them to... to take care of the need. So that's what it really had. $300 and a bottle and a sheet of paper. And with a family in tow to a piece of rock. I'm sure he was disappointed as a human being. I'm sure he was. I tell you, look today, in the Lord's recovery today, in aggregate around the globe, I don't know how many millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars in the Lord's recovery. You know, just our NCCCC, you know, this building is $12 million. And we raised half of that in four months, yeah, to do the down payment. And we want to eventually pay it all off. Yeah. And here, everywhere, East here, and many saints are living in a very very nicely and, uh, but he had 300 bucks and 
the bottle of medicine. And the one who gave it to him went into prison and died 20 years later. That's our history. That's the spirit of the Lord's recovery. And that spirit must continue. Even in the USA, in this affluent society, in Northern Cal, brothers, even as I speak this, I'm inspired. That's meaning. That's meaning. That's genuine happiness. The wishy-washy way of living will never give you happiness. The spirit of abandonment, the spirit of consecration, the spirit of losing, of loss, the spirit of sacrifice, that generate meaning. So this is to live by faith. That as we take care of God's needs, he will take care of our need. Not in by worldly ways or standard. The Lord will take care of our need. And we derive joy and fulfillment not from material possessions and things and accomplishments and attainments. And some people are not for money, they're for a name. They're for a position. Daniel just sent me a little article about how, what is it, work, work, workism. Have you heard of that word, workism? That means hard work. You know, this country is work hard, right? The Puritan ethic, right? Work hard. And till, still today, you know, while the Europeans are going to go into four-day weekend, five-day weekend, you know, here in the U.S., we still stick to the two-day weekend, and we work even harder. They don't sleep. They drink Mountain Dew. They, 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 they take pills, and and they they, they keep on programming. They 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 they. Uh, get the brilliant idea and get some angel funding and seed money and. Pour out the time. Don't sleep. Let's get this thing commercialized, monetized as soon as possible. 
is going to change the world. Serious A, serious B. Don't think I don't know these things. The process becomes the happiness. Not even the, the product. Just this, give them the high. You know, this process of building a product, building a company, is what gives you, you, you think you derive happiness, even in that. I'm talking about, of course, Silicon Valley or Northern Cal. Okay, five more minutes. I don't know what to... Maybe you can say something. I don't know. We have... How many? At least 1,500 saints or more should be more, that have graduated from the FTTA since 1989. Two years. No, no, two years. And many are sitting here. I went to Houston. I just went to Houston. They said collectively in Houston they have 50 FTT graduates. And many churches are populated with FTTA graduates. And it makes a difference that you have been to FTTA. My, actually, the Lord has done a lot in these decades to, 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 through the training, to produce a generation of brothers and sisters that have gone through the basic, the, 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 the latest basic uh, training. They have a level of constitution. They have a level of vision. But I feel, and they are the future. The pillars, future pillars. But oh, within me, I just say, many of them are smart, capable. I'm not expecting all of them to now go full time and drop their jobs or whatever, or their businesses. I'm not. I'm not. But if this group of saints, just forget about others, just talk about just this group of saints, working saints, whatever you call them, would see this and order their life, prioritize their living, and begin to drink water out of their hands by lapping, still going to work, Still raising their kids. But ah, now, they live the reality of Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God. I tell you, we're in for a revival, brothers. We're in for a revival.
brothers, you need to go back. All of us need to go back. I need to go back and go to the Lord with this word and check with the Lord about this. This is not my word. No, no, this is the Bible. This is God speaking. There's no much truth or high peak or anything here. This is God's calling. This is his enlistment. And this is a new season upon us. Brothers, what will you do? What will God have you do? Don't look at the other one next to you. God always calls someone personally. When he moves, he moves collectively. But when he calls, it's one person at a time. Shall we do this? Especially call upon the younger ones. The 30-somethings, 40-somethings. Even some 50-somethings. I think this is good. I think this is good. It's 12 o'clock. This is the spirit of of Caleb. This is the spirit of an overcomer. May the Lord have mercy, huh? Let's just have, again, some serious prayers with, with someone. Pray for one another and pray for the Lord's move in this way. Amen. Amen.